Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 96. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 96 of the podcast. I am so glad that you have decided to join me today. Today, we are going to be talking about our feelings and trust. So let's get started with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come and remind us that we're safe that we're safe to feel the feelings that you gave us, that we're safe to embrace a life of authenticity and a life where feelings are a part of it. We don't have to feel numb. We can feel fully alive in you, even in feelings in the past we've been afraid to explore or to feel we can recognize that you're with us you'll never leave us thank you lord for this incredible gift in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen all right so before we get too far into this episode i just wanted to make a quick little disclaimer that as we're talking about feelings and emotions today, sometimes we have emotions that need a lot of healing and areas in our lives where we have feelings that we have not looked at or processed. And sometimes those feelings are coming from a place of trauma. And if that's the case, then we may want to consider getting professional help, getting someone, a psychologist, a therapist, a psychiatrist, someone who can accompany us on the journey as we start to process and deal with some of these emotions from these big traumas. Now we also have little traumas in our lives and we might have emotions that we need to process around that as well. And hopefully using some of these tools that you've learned through this podcast and through other areas, similar areas, uh, can help you to do that. Okay. All right. So Early on in this podcast, way back in episode four, over 90 episodes ago, we talked about feelings and the importance of feeling our feelings. And since that was several episodes ago, I do want to just add another layer to our conversation and also just review a few things so that make sure we're on the same page. So when I'm talking to people about what I do and about what life coaching is, many women will tell me that they're all on board. They're really all about it until I start talking about feelings. And then I lose them at the feelings part because they prefer not to feel. Isn't that fascinating? Women are often known as being, you know, the emotional ones, but there are so many women who are not embracing their actual feelings. When I talk about feelings, I'm actually talking about emotions and emotions are vibrations in your body that follow your thoughts. Your feelings come from your thoughts, no matter how quick that feeling happens. You're having a thought even more quickly that is causing that feeling. And emotions are not the same as physical sensations. Physical sensations have a physical cause. Maybe you're physically hungry because you skipped a meal. Maybe you haven't slept, so you're physically tired. 
Maybe you stubbed your toe, so you're in pain. These are sensations. So when I talk about feelings today, I'm only talking about emotions, not about sensations. When we talk about emotions, our language is sometimes limited. We stick to the basics. We say things like happy, sad, mad, frustrated, hurt. We don't often communicate with others or even with ourselves beyond this surface level of emotion. But we've been given a wide range of emotions. In order to better understand and communicate our emotions, we need to begin to name them and then intentionally experience them. In episode four, there are two free resources to start you on this journey. There's a list of emotions and a feeling exercise that teaches you how to practice your feelings so you can be more intentional and to help you learn how different emotions feel in your body. If you haven't done this yet, or if you haven't done it for a while, I would encourage you to check it out. The link is in your show notes so that you too can try some of these tools and put them to work for you. But today I wanted to just talk about this a little deeper, a little further, because when we can name our feelings, we can better communicate our feelings, not only to our loved ones, but also to ourselves. Sometimes when we aren't sure what we're feeling, our actions don't reflect our actual feelings. But if we've practiced our feelings, if we've allowed ourselves to feel and process them and been able to name them, we're much more likely to authentically express our emotions through our actions. For example, oftentimes in coaching, moms will say to me that they yelled or snapped at their kids or their husband. And most people would assume that yelling comes from a place of anger. But most of the time, when we start to dig into it, they realize they weren't angry at all. They were emotionally tired, frustrated, annoyed, overwhelmed, anxious, scared, sorrowful. They weren't angry at all, but these valley emotions expressed themselves through acts that were perceived as anger. Some people say we have negative and positive emotions. I don't necessarily like those terms because supposed negative emotions are always going to be a part of our lives. We have a wide spectrum, but when we think an emotion is negative, we're more likely to try to avoid it. So I call these valley and peak emotions. Valleys for the ones where we feel a little more down and peak for the ones that we feel more up. Anyway, I find this in myself too. My family will think that I'm angry, but I'm not. I'm having another emotion, but it's been masked with actions that look like anger. When I take the time to identify and name what I'm actually feeling, I can see that maybe I'm just emotionally tired. Then that could cue me to take some time for myself and to meet some of my own needs. Or maybe I can see that I'm annoyed, which can cue me to adjust my mindset to let the annoyance subside. I can also better communicate what is going on when I'm aware of my emotions. I can tell my husband, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. Can you help me talk through this? Or if I'm too busy ignoring my emotions or trying to shove them down, that overwhelm is probably going to bubble up and make my actions look more explosively angry, even though I'm not angry at all. By being aware and naming my feelings, I can better decide how to express those feelings. By naming my feelings, it gives me a stronger sense of agency over those feelings, recognizing that I control my feelings rather than them controlling me. And I think that this is why people are afraid to feel their feelings. They're afraid that their emotions control them. So they shove them down deep. 
The reality is that our feelings do lead to actions, but our feelings don't just fly at us like we seem to think. They come from a thought. This is such good news because when left unchecked, our thoughts will lie or not be rooted in truth. We can adjust those thoughts and as a result, adjust our feelings. That is great news. Even though we do have agency over our feelings, we still need to feel them. Just because we can adjust them and turn them on and off does not mean that we don't need to feel and process them and allow ourselves to experience them. I've used this example many times, but shoving our feelings down is like shoving a beach ball under the water. It becomes hard to manage and eventually it comes up explosively in your face. So why do we do this? Why do we stuff and hide our feelings? I think that sometimes it's a lack of trust. Lack of trust in ourselves that we can handle it, that we can handle any emotion. And lack of trust in God. First of all, I want to remind you that you absolutely can handle your emotions. Your emotions are vibrations in your body. You can turn them up and you can turn them down with your thoughts. You can do this. God gave us a wide range of emotions. He intended for us to use our free will to experience life, which includes every one of the emotions. We also are blessed to have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. He has equipped us for the journey, and that journey includes feelings. When we're afraid, it isn't a lack of courage, because courage is being afraid but doing it anyway. No, when we're afraid, it's a lack of trust. The Lord has asked us to be not afraid, because he wants us to trust him. He wants us to trust him to follow his will, to walk boldly for his glory, and to trust that he will never leave us. When we process emotions, it can feel scary, but we're never alone. We can trust that he is there with us. We can know that he created these emotions so we can be fully alive in him. And so it is okay to experience them. When we refuse to experience our emotions, when we lock them away, we're rejecting a tool that was given to us by God. Our feelings act as a barometer for our thoughts and what's going on in our heads. Plus, God promised us an abundant life. An abundant life is a life of feeling, not a life of being numb. Jesus felt. We can see it throughout the Gospels. And we want to emulate him so we can feel too. We don't have to sleepwalk through our lives on neutral. I recently heard that with small children, you shouldn't tell them what you don't want them to do because their brains aren't developed enough to understand it every time. For example, when you say, don't run into the road, they don't always process the don't part of that sentence. So they hear run into the road before their brain catches up and throws that don't in there. So instead, you could say, stop right now, because that's more clear in their brains. It tells them what you want them to do. Will they do it every time? Of course not. They're little kids. But it helps their brains to comprehend more quickly. And maybe sometimes we need to do this with ourselves. Instead of saying, don't be afraid, we can say, trust in him. Instead of saying, you shouldn't stuff your feelings, we can say, it's okay to feel. 
I am safe. I'm in a safe place to feel. We can love ourselves and reshape the way that we talk about processing our emotions. I know that feeling can feel unsafe. As you get started down this path, it's important to take it slow and have so much love and compassion for yourself. Go back to episode four. Start with the exercises there and pray. Let the Lord know how scary this is for you. Ask him to give you that trust. Ask him to help you to trust him more. Ask him to show you how to allow your feelings without letting them take over. He's a good father and he'll teach you. To live our most authentic life, to feel agency and peace related to our emotions, to communicate clearly and effectively, we can name and experience our feelings fully and trust that the Lord will be with us every step of the way. This is how we will grow one step closer to living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you want to learn more about how to feel your feelings, check out all the programs that Behold has to offer, including one-on-one coaching and our monthly life coaching membership. Behold, our podcast is going to go on summer break now. This will be our last episode for the summer. I will return in August with all new content. In the meantime, you can catch up on the previous episodes. Do some of these exercises this summer to help open you up more to the Lord's will in your life. Or you can jump into Beckoned, the monthly membership where we'll still be having new content all summer long. And until I see you in August, I will be praying for you. God bless.